Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Chocolate War 101, Miss Malo FM. You're hearing from the Great Chocolate Chaos Radio Station. We are your hosts, Rama and Angel, having a friendly COVID podcast. This is episode two of the Great Chocolate Chaos. Grab your snack and enjoy. To start off this podcast, the first topic we're going to talk about or topics we're going to talk about is um, people challenging authority figures and standing up to authority figures and also um, tradition that has been kept in place for over a number of years and people actually like questioning the actual purpose of things. In a lot of instances between chapters 12 to 24 where certain people um challenge authority figures or they challenge like these rules that have been set by the authority figures and um in these few chapters we we like um get to know these like traditions that the tradition that um trinity catholic school does like every year they sell like they sell something like every single year um the high school boys sell something and um also jerry in these chap in these chapters he starts to question like the actual purpose of the vigils and like what the vigils do so in these chapters we find out that jerry um refused to sell the chocolates because um Originally, he had an assignment from the vigils where they said for 10 days, every time my brother Leon comes up to you and asks, like, if you're going to sell chocolate, you have to say no. But um, these 10 days were over. But, like, the very next day when brother Leon um taught, like went down the roll call and, like, asked if they were selling chocolate, um Jerry said no. And that was, like, that was a shock because he, like, stood up to the vigils because, like, after 10 days, he was supposed to start selling chocolate but he like decided not to so like on the 11th day he still said no so that tells us like um how he's like standing up to the um the vigils like the authority figures and how he's like challenging challenging them so um jerry refusing to sell the chocolates like the 11th day the day after um the vigil said like you could start selling chocolates again so, like, the day after, he refused to sell chocolate. So, that, like, sent a shock to, like, um the whole um boy, like, student body because they, like, thought that Jerry was going to just, like, after assignment, he was just going to say yes to selling the chocolates, but he didn't. So, that was, like, a shock because none of the boys predicted that this quiet little kid, quiet little boy, Jerry, he would, like, actually, like, um undermine the vigils in the school. So we find out from these chapters that every single year, the Trinity boys, they like come together and they sell something. It doesn't have to be chocolate. It could be like anything else. But like every single year, it's like a tradition that they sell something. So like in this is tradition, like it's kind of like a defining thing for Trinity school because um, like they like sell something every single year. And this tradition was messed up by Jerry because like, from the pastors like every single boy they like sold something and like they never refused to sell like the chocolates or anything like that but this year was different because um jerry he was just this like tiny little dude and he like refused to sell these chocolates so this was like breaking the tradition of like every single boy at the school selling stuff while I was researching some articles about like authority figures and how to like stand up to authority figures, I came across this really amazing BBC Future article written by Martha Henriquez where it talks about like 
how what it takes to stand up to an authority figure and how in reality whether we like it or not we are like um most of us most of us do not like stand up to authority figures in fear of like getting like fired or fear of just like getting yelled at in the article it says um our ability to um stand up for ourselves to say like whether an authority figure whether it be like a teacher a parent or anyone else who has like a superiority on you it doesn't come off of like our bravery or our courage it's a brain it's a part of our brain that says oh this is immoral like what this person is telling me is not right and i should stand up for myself and the article um makes sure to state that like there's no like evidence or like a certain way to train our brain into like standing up for ourselves automatically it's like it's going to be like a whole process like like the next day when you wake up you're not going to be able to think oh this is a day when where i'm going to finally stand up for myself i can relate to this topic a lot because um there's been many like instances in in my life where i'm like too afraid to speak up for myself or like i always wonder what happens if i stand up for myself and if i'm wrong and or if like they start yelling at me for some reason so it's been sometimes it's been hard for me to like say something even when i know like that what that other person is saying what the other person is telling me to do is wrong but like over the few years i've been i've gotten better at it but in no means am i like like I mean, like, good at it, but it takes just a lot of practice, and, yeah. Now, it's my turn. Thank you, Angel. In this segment, I will dive deeply into the analysis of some of the main characters in the book and talk about the major changes in some of the characters. Are you ready? Because I'm ready. I was born ready. first person we're going to be talking about is Brother Leon. As you all heard from podcast one, he's known to be the second manipulator. The first manipulator that we all know about is obviously Archie. So the second character that we've talked about that is the second char- uh, second manipulator is Brother Leon. And Brother Leon, we all talked about that he manipulates Archie by saying that the school is running out of money and the principal is sick. So therefore, he asked Archie to tell the visuals to sell chocolates in order to quote-unquote benefit the school while behind the scenes. It's only for his personal um, gain. And so as the sales has gone down, Brother Leon gets angry. And as y'all heard that the reason why the sales has gone down is because of Jerry. You know, he's not selling any chocolates. And so this was a shock to everyone in the school because they never knew that Jerry was like that. Because Jerry's that type of person who was reluctant, who was shy, and didn't really speak what was on his mind. Well, in his mind, he was going through protests. You know, and so as Brother Leon got angry, um, he insisted Archie to go and tell Jerry that, okay, you need to sell the chocolates, chocolates because brother leon knows is that he doesn't tell sell chocolates then everything's gonna go down then everything's gonna go to waste and that is something that brother leon wants and another thing is that brother leon uses tactics we've noticed that the tactics that tactics that brother leon uses is ruining their grades embarrassing people in front of the class make them feel 
not, I mean, powerless, you know, make them feel powerless. And that's something that Brother Leon does. And this is, this is what makes Jerry a powerful character because we never knew that Jerry was going to end up like that. So this is why the sales has gone down and Brother Leon's anger about it and he wants that to change. And yeah, those are the dynamic changes of character, I mean, Jerry and the major changes of the other characters. And now I actually have several questions for you, Angel, and I hope you will be able to um, answer them back. Um, what is your personal opinion about Jerry and Brother Leon? Oh, Rama, I have a lot to say about Jerry and um, Brother Leon. And my opinions of Brother um, Brother Leon and Jerry have, like, I have very strong opinions about them. So let me first start off with Jerry. And so at first, Jerry, I thought he was, like, this really quiet and shy kid. And he, like, I thought he wouldn't, like, stick up for himself. And I thought, like, he just, like, he wanted to not be in trouble so he would just stay quiet. But I was completely wrong so this kind of reminds me of the term that we learned um like dynamic character where like he like his person like the character's personality changes so like and towards in these chapters we find out that like jerry like refuses to sell the chocolates even after the visual said oh yeah it's fine for you to sell these chocolates but um he like he still says no so i think that's like very brave of him because he's like in a way standing up to the visuals and their like hierarchy in the school because he's like not following their orders so i thought that was really brave of him but um my opinion of brother leon has stayed the same like every single chapter i read about him like every page that i hear his name i like hate him even more and more i don't even know how that's possible but it reminds me of a static character where his personality has been the same throughout the throughout this whole book and so i feel like that he's like an actual bully like these high school bullies you see online like in like mean girls like on like regina and everything i feel like he's that them but like in a teacher way because he like he, i feel like he makes a life life stuff like everyone at, Lib- at trinity heights trinity school like very miserable and i feel like he makes um especially the students i feel like he makes their lives even like miserable like for example as we read it as we read he made like um email like he made his like like day with that confrontation like very miserable i completely agree with you like brother leon as he said he's been the same throughout the whole entire book and he's been a bully he makes everyone's lives miserable especially the students and he i feel like he takes authority of all things you know and selling chocolates and taking the money for his personal gain i found it really disgusting and i totally agree and on the other hand i feel like jerry he's like the dynamic character i feel like he changed for the better he's been like really shy who didn't stand up against anything and after after the way that he refused to sell the chocolates, I feel like that made everyone's perspective of him change very quick. I feel like he has been a person who does not know what he's doing, but's gonna make a good cause, make a good outcome. So I totally agree with you.
And then we have Obi, the second character in the story, where he starts to get more and more disgusted by the visuals, but he decides to stay because he doesn't want trouble. He is scared of change. He doesn't really change throughout the story because, again, he does not want trouble. He still worships um, Archie. He still does the things that Archie wants. He's disgusted by how Archie treats other people. He likes the way Archie moves, the way that he talks when he's in charge and being like, okay, you need to do this, you need to do that. But sometimes Obi likes to get, um, get under um, Archie's skin. However, but he's still afraid because he doesn't want to get into trouble. Example, the way that Goober dislikes, again, like I said, mentioned, like he doesn't like the way he moves or does towards other people as he pays brother Jacquees to um, tire out the boys. And that's what Obi despised. He, oh, what Archie did was give him money and make the boys um, dance because it was their assignment to the visuals and to make them tired out. But the boys who were made to dance, they did not know, but Obi did. And this is one of the reasons why he never really liked Archie because of his actions making other people um, struggle, making other people um, have a hard time with their lives in Trinity High School. You know, I have another question that's been on my mind that I would like to ask you. Um, how would you feel if you had a friend like Archie? Like, what would you do? I would feel very miserable, Rama, if I had a friend in quotation marks like Archie because um, the situation between Archie and Obi kind of remind me like a few years ago, a few years back, I had this one friend and like she would always say these things like to people around her and to like anyone who would listen like these things that make like pe- other people feel bad about themselves and she always wanted like a way to like let people know that she was in control I guess and um so like um she reminds me of Archie a lot and so I don't think I ever ever want a friend like Archie again because I would hate like for them to constantly like belittle you and like find every opportunity to like make you feel bad about yourself and I feel like I would be suffocating under their shadow like if I had a friend like Archie I would like so I like I'm like Obi in this situation because like like I would feel like him because like in this situation Obi in these chapters like He's like really disgusted by Archie and he like really hates him. So this that that's that's how I would feel if I had like a friend like Archie right now. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree with you. No one wants Archie as their friend. Like it's too much. I don't want to be suffocating under my own shadow. Like yeah, no one wants Archie as their friend. Trust me. Thanks for answering my questions, Angel. And. Thank you for being honest, straight up honest. Now we have Goober, who he is another character in the analysis who we're going to be talking about. I feel like he did change, but for the worst. Why? It's because he quit doing the things he loved. He quit basketball. I mean, not basketball, sorry. Um, football, track. He gave up on those things that he loved. Why? It's because he couldn't handle the pressure of what he was forced to do in the visuals, such as room 19 collapsing because it was his assignment to unscrew everything and that's why everything hasn't gone well and eventually quit into doing things that he loved to do now going back to jerry 
Jerry when we talked about how he changed throughout the character and being the dynamic character where at first as we said he was a reluctant character he was shy he was um quiet but he had this mind of a loud mind he had processes in his mind he really wanted to say what is on his mind but chooses to be silent because he was still mourning and damaged from the death of his mother and with that i want to connect it to real life and that is the protest that's been happening in palestine the ethnic cleansing that's happening in palestine the occup the occupation that palestinians have to go through by an apartheid state which is called israel what has happened is that throughout the past before 1948 where um world war one happened where the british lost and the un took over the um palestine um decided to split the state into two why is because they promised the jews who were in the holocaust who were being oppressed who were being killed to promise them to give them land and so the land that they decided to give them is our land my land that i live at and that is called palestine as jews came over palestinians and christians welcomed them they gave them a big arm they gave them homes as they didn't really have clothes to wear and so as the jews came in um they eventually suffocated murdered raped those palestinians and took over their lands and became settlers king colonists and those that's what escalated to the point where palestinians they've been dying they've been forced to leave out they were exiled and that's where the nakba happened it's 73 years back and this has been going on again for 73 years and this is still going on and the protest that's been happening to this month especially May 10th, that's where it started, even though the Palestinians have been struggling with it for like 73 years, being killed, being um, shown as evil people throughout the news. They decided not to be silent, just like how Jerry decided not to be silent. There's more ongoing stories about Palestinians and what happened to them by the Israelis. They were being, oh, let's mention how they were being bombed, how they were being tormented, and how children instant children are being killed every single day bombs being sent over into gaza killing so many people but these palestinians decided not to give up and have faith and in our on our god and that is allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they never gave up hope they never lose faith because they just know that they're going to get their land back and we are going to keep fighting until we have our land back and I hope that makes sense. And I said it good. And this is how we're, I'm going to connect Jerry to the protest that has been going on to fight for our justice. Because if there's no justice, there's no peace. And we want our peace and justice back. We want our land back. And there no, there's no two-state solution. There's only one state. Because the damage that they have done to us is unacceptable. When the, we are being the oppressed instead of oppressors it's funny how the jews that came not not all jews are bad the zionists let's change that to zionists zionists came from being oppressed to oppressors to the palestinians it's and connecting that to jerry and how we decided not to stay silent jerry he said no because he didn't want to do the silence anymore you know he did not know until he knew that he didn't want to do the silence anymore not just because 
also because like um he didn't want to do assignments anymore it's because he was still mourning the death of his mother you know he doesn't know what to do and that's something that i want to connect to this to jerry's because they both decided not to say silent in two sides and yeah Thank you so much, Rama, for your input in all your wise words. Now we're going to talk about evil. Wow, that's a very interesting subject, right? Evil is spread all throughout this book and like every single chapter, every single page, like it's all throughout this book. And then we're going to talk about um, like objects in the book that represent more than what they actually seem like, it's like what they are. So like we're going to talk about like what it symbolizes and like all that stuff. So let's jump right in. Brother Leon and Archie are prime examples of evil in the chocolate war. They have like very like narcissistic like um like personality traits where they think they're like better than everyone else and how they like treat other people around them and how they constantly like put down other people and how they like um bully all these um like all the students and even like the their peers and so they are like the true antagonists in these in this book so far in chapter 22 of this book we got to know like we've been exposed to more of brother leon's like true personality and all his like toxic traits so in chapter 22 um brother leon calls some brian and brian is like the treasurer and he like he keeps track of like all the total sales and how like which boys how many boys sold how many boxes of chocolate so brother leon called brian down into his like classroom area and he wanted to know the name of all the students who who like met the quota of the number of boxes boxes of chocolate that needed to be filled so like brian started reading it off and um there's only like a few boys like only like a handful of boys who like met the quota and so then brian then leon brother leon asked brian to like start reading the names of the students who sold like 40 boxes then 30 and then 20 and then like into the tens and and so in in page 147 of the book it's um brian brian thought like like a mad scientist plotting revenge in an underground laboratory for crying out loud and this is on page 147 of the book so this thought tells us that like brother leon had these like pure eyes of like revenge in his like pure revenge in his eyes when um brian started reading off the names of the students who start who only f sold 30 40 20 like into the tens so from what brian observed in like the eyes of brother leon we can tell that like brother leon is like he truly has like no good intentions in his heart like he, he like he wanted revenge like like brian said he saw like pure revenge in the eyes of brother leon when he started reading off the names of the students who did not sell enough chocolate and so from this we can infer that like brother leon is like planning to do something to the kids or like some sort of like revenge or like some sort of like punishment consequence like to the kids who didn't meet the quota of selling the chocolate so like 
from like this whole interaction here with Brian and how um brother Leon like acted during this whole like interaction we can we can like tell we can like infer we can say with like great certainty that um brother Leon is like truly like evil in this book so now let's shift gears to Archie the other really evil character in this book besides brother Leon so like Archie's personality is like he really loves to people he really loves to see people suffer and he likes to see people like get stressed out so Archie's like personality is like he like finds enjoyment in like watching people suffer and he and he like likes he likes to watch people like get stressed out like have anxiety and like Archie would do whatever in his hands that is capable to like further increase like the um the anxiety of these people or like to further increase like the misery of like of these people and like and he does this so he could like he like and he like because he enjoys it he likes to like get off on watching people like suffer so um in chapters 20 to and 21 um Archie was being really mean towards Obi and we all know that Obi doesn't really like Archie and Archie like he just hangs around with him because he's like the head of the vigilance and he has like this power but um Archie like he literally does whatever he can to get under the skin of Obi where um where like he he needs to make he needs to make Obi feel like inferior to him. So like in in these chapters when Obi was like actually really concerned about the problem that was going on in which Jerry like refused to sell the chocolates even after the vigil said he could. And Archie was like, Oh yeah, whatever, we'll figure it out. That really like um that really like annoyed Obi where like the, he had this huge problem like he had this huge problem but it it felt like Archie did not care at all and Obi felt like just an errand boy to Archie like his right hand person where like Obi would all do all the dirty work but Archie was just like sitting there looking good he looked like the good person of the visual so Obi got like really angry at Archie and Archie like liked to see that he liked to see Obi get mad at him and he like never did anything about it. As all of you have heard from the first podcast we've talked about the black box the symbolism of the black box and the marbles the colored marbles the white and black and how um if the wrong color picked out from the box then Archie has to be carrying that assignment but if it's someone else if it's another marble, then Archie has to let other people do the assignment. It's giving to the student. And the black box never fails Archie. The black box has over all things, over the students. And that's what Archie does. And that's how he has power and superiority of other students is because of the black box. And so the black box is like the destruction. Let's call it a destruction because it holds this massive power. Like we have said, the immense power. And that's that's what the black box is. It's the representative of keeping power in check for the visuals. And talking about room 19 is the way that Goober, he's the one who had that assignment of unscrewing everything, is the room 19. And the collapse of room 19 is probably the collapse of Goober and brother Eugene because they both felt miserable that the room 19 has collapsed and they 
feel like they have done a better Thank you for stopping by and listening to our weird and heartful podcast. We hope you guys enjoyed it. You can listen to our podcast on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Hope you guys tune into our next one. You can also follow us on Instagram at great underscore chocolate underscore chaos 101. Hope you guys have a great day. Bye.